Live in New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday night. We've already had a full hour of show and tell full of amazing projects, including right. a Power Glove project, which we'll preview a little later. And uh, lots of people from the community all coming by, showing off their projects, staying positive, staying creative, yep. learning new stuff. And now we have a full hour of Ask an Engineer. That's right. Uh, Ask an Engineer is a show we do every single week. Um, we used to do this at the Adafruit factory, but right now we're doing staggered shifts. We have a small number of people at Adafruit, including Lady Aid and I. Um, don't worry, we have all the protocols that we need to stay safe and to keep our people safe. And um, yeah, gloves, masks, uh, temperature reading, fever scanners, you name it, we have it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. You're um, fine. But we check every day. Yeah. Uh, and. We decided let's continue to do the shows. We've been doing the shows for a decade, and Ask an Engineer continues on. We did it through Sandy. We did it through other things, and now we're doing it through this. We're here with you together. Um, we were here before. We'll be here after. There is a path through all of this, and we are on this path together. And there's people still doing so much cool engineering. Yeah. Um, like? I, well, I want to start... Shields. Sure. I want to start off with saying thank you to all the doctors, specifically the ones part of Mount Sinai. Um, we've been doing... Um, couple different versions of face shields. One are the, the high output ones that we can do, you know, thousands of. Foam, and then the other ones plastic. are the 3D printed models that um, we recently just got the plastic that we need for this. So this is a doctor um, that uh, reached out to us. Um, we, In Brooklyn, I think. It, uh, Mount, yeah, the Mount Sinai group of hospitals we've been yeah. able to supply face shields. Um, we did our first batch of face shields in New York City. We have our next ones do up. There is a worldwide shortage of a lot of the materials we need, but I just want to say thank you to all of the healthcare professionals, um, everyone who's part of that um, organization, that's part of uh, that community, that's part of that profession, um, especially here in New York City. Um, you know, New York City is, is known for a lot of things. Unfortunately, right now, um, we have the, the most infections and the most deaths. We're trying to flatten the curve here. Um, we're all doing everything we can. Adafruit is operating to make face shields, we're getting PP in, and we're making some essential electronics. We have our small part, but thank you so much to all the healthcare professionals out there for everything you do every single day. And we'll, we'll try to get you all that PP we're making. That's right. Um, and so if you're uh, on the Adafruit site and you're ordering something, just keep in mind we'll ship it eventually. But if it's for an essential need, if you're part of a university or you're part of a hospital or you're doing research, if it's as long as it's COVID-related and it's an essential good, um, we have all the information on our site. Um, one of us will ship it out, so you have that going on for you. Tonight, we will go over a few things. We have um, ways and more for you to find out what we're up to. And folks have asked, how do you support Adafruit? Well, first off, please take care of your local city, state, um, country. But if, but if you're feeling generous, um, a gift certificate helps us out because it's not like you're giving us money and that's the end of it. As we're shipping more and more stuff later... Um, you can use that gift certificate. So that helps us now, and then you get all the cool new products later. Um, we have Adafruit IO Plus. If you use Adafruit IO, everyone always says, well, I would pay for a service if there was a way to pay for it because I, I want to have great privacy policies. I want to be able to support companies. I don't want to just be you know, monetized and, and, uh, and just then it closes down or someone acquires it. So that's a good way you can support us. We do have about 20 Adabox uh, slots open. We'll be shipping Adabox. We have a few options right now um, with our partners to get them out, but they'll be shipping. Don't worry. But it will close soon because once we have, you know, once over up, four thousand plus, that's it. So we yeah. have about twenty slots left. And then, um, if you're an organization that needs logistics or manufacturing or R and D, 
Um, we've been doing some of that. Uh, some of the things that we've been asked to do are uh, the more time it takes our team or Lady Ada, eventually we're like, okay, if you have budget, we can work with you for that. Um, we're donating all of, just about everything, all of our services right now. But there are things where someone's like, oh, can you get this like medical machine in from another country? Sure, we can work on that. So we've been doing that, and we have that available as well. Um, all the things you do from gift certificates to more supports us. An open source hardware company in New York City. We These did are payroll today. Many of the people, we did payroll today. Um, everyone got paid. Everyone got paid. All our contractors get paid. Even the services, uh, the cleaning service, uh, those folks are really uh, part of the family. So even though they're not coming in every day and they're not coming in at all, we're still paying them. Um, it's painful. Um, we applied for the PPP, Payroll Protection Program, uh, loan. Uh, we use Chase, and Chase is a large bank, so we're not going to hear back for a while. We're okay for now. We'll always tell our community. We'll always tell our um uh, employees will always tell our extended team we're okay for now we obviously can't do this forever uh, right now our revenue is 80% less than what it should be of course or even on a even if it was a slow month or how you compare you over year and that's expected um, but we have some great partners that have been able to do some stuff with us so um, I'll talk about that later but thank you DigiKey for working some awesome logistics with us to continue to get products out to people and more um, on tonight's show we're going to talk a lot about a lot of things as seen on Show and Tell, people around the world showing and sharing the projects. Do a little bit of JP's workshop. It's a Make Code Minute. We have a fantastic video from Katni from the Python on Hardware newsletter. Time travel. We'll look around the world, makers, hackers, artists, and engineers. We've got some 3D printing. We've got some made in New York City. We've got some new products. That's right. We have some top secret, and we'll answer your questions over on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord. Or you can join about 17,000 of us. There's probably about 18,000 now. But do that. Save your questions towards the end-ish, and we will answer them all. Well, then we're an Ask an Engineer. Yay. A little bit of programming note. As Lady Ada said, 7 p.m. on Wednesdays, we do show and tell. And One this is hour. Ask an Engineer at 8 p.m. Okay, Lady Ada, it's show yeah. and tell time. Every week, people around the world show their projects. They share what they've been working on. And it's an hour long now. It's an hour long now. Twice as much. Who was on the show and tell, and what did they share so this week? So many people. Anne came by and showed off a high school project uh, based off a Mims book that was $1.25 uh, to uh, make a counter, and she turned it into a triple counter built on an Archer PCB with a nice big Radio Shack metal case. Uh, this thing will survive uh, not only this pandemic, but like the next nuclear war as well. I mean, this is like made out of solid steel. A beautiful triple counter kit that still works. Colin has an old and beautiful force sensor. Showed that off. It's a French force sensor, a lovely design. Phil B is uh, starting on a quest to make um, a fancy uh, light painting kit for uh, the clue board. So he's he's done many light painters, um, but he will work his magic on Circuit Python. Aaron. Uh, showed off her guide, which we'll also talk about. It's a light-up egg holder. So after you've painted your eggs on your uh, Zoom craft meetup, which is what she did, um, so you have all these eggs, you want to uh, decorate them. After, after you finish decorating them, you want to light them up. Um, eggs like glow really beautifully if they've been painted and they look kind of like stained glass. Um, so she showed um, the 3D model or Dixie cup version of her light-up holders. Um, she's also, um, she did a guide a couple weeks ago on sewing masks, and um, she's actually, she was well, well ahead of the curve, because now everyone is, is sewing their own masks, and she's sewing masks for people and decorating them, and so she showed off her latest designs for fabric sewn masks. 
Uh, Melissa uh, 3D printed a um, respirator with a HEPA filter, a kind of interesting design, and she made it like air sealed um, using some elastic. Uh, JP uh, made a MIDI power glove and demoed it. It looked really cool, and we have a video for that as well uh, and guide coming soon. Katni is rebuilding her first project, which is a dot star LED light box. Um, this time she's doing it with Circuit Python instead of a Raspberry Pi. Uh, so a, a great update, taking a big project and making it nice and small uh, and not require Linux. Um, Scott uh, showed off um, a GIF of the thermal fever scanner um, decoding, which we, you know, we got these uh, fever scanners, but you need to use this like proprietary window software. Yeah. Um, they're not what you think like, oh, doesn't it show up as a webcam? No, it actually no. doesn't. Um, these are long distance uh, fever scanners. It will. We um, want to get that data. Look out. at a crowd of people. Um, this is not to detect a virus. It's not. It's just another way. So this, uh, the system that we have, um, and the one that we set up, it'll say, "Please proceed to secondary screening," so you can get your temperature taken, which you're going to do anyways. So right now, um, it's in a calibration mode, um, yeah. but you're about 97.7 right now. Pretty good. Here. Yeah, and um, if it gets hot. Um, it can light up, but we can also, and it can talk when we hook it up to this other system we have. But it'll also, uh, we hope, we'll be able to get the data stream out. So we'll be able to do things like, oh, cool, let's have it email me. Let's have it uh, drop a thing in Slack. Let's have it do something. Yeah. But what we didn't want to do is be stuck with proprietary software. So we're going to be able to get the the, the this USB. This is the Connect hack, but it's no, exactly it's, like it's it. It's a yeah. thermal thermal hack. Also, Scott did a stream last week, getting teeny USB running on the ESP32 S2, um, a whole team of people whose names I can't remember, in, led by TAC, um, got ESP32 S2 support into Teeny USB. So Scott just kind of started working on that. And the next step is to get ESP32 S2 support in CircuitPython, very exciting. We also had DigiKey, from DigiKey we had Kevin come by uh, and he showed off um, a DIY Clorox sprayer you can't buy these anymore they're back ordered for like months yeah but they reverse engineered it and just using parts around the digikey warehouse um the engineers there made their own sprayer and they're also uv uh, uh sterilizing the bins as they go through the conveyor yeah. belt i said this on um show and tell but you know you're hearing in the news there's a western pack and eastern pack but yeah. there's a maker pack so so we've been reaching out to many uh partners and many companies and digikey uh of course uh stepped it up right away and we've been sharing information we're like here's our protocols that we're going to use at adafruit um here's the type of equipment we're going to uh, uh either make or buy um we're doing you know fogging disinfectant we have our uh, uvc things that we're working on and so what's neat is the the way the the engineers and the maker companies are coming together to solve this because engineers love solving problems and yeah. if you're an engineer you need electronics, and this is great because there's a lot of things. Uh, they showed us one of the things that they built, and they used some Adafruit parts. Yeah. And we're building some things, and we're using some DigiKey parts. So Yay. that'll be that'll be neat to see. You know, on the other side of this, um, what are all the collaborations, and what's all the innovations that engineers are able to do to help solve these problems? So thank you, DigiKey, everyone who come uh, who uh, who's working on this and been uh, sending us the information. This is so cool. Yeah. Um, Jepler came by. He's almost done merging in support for RGB matrix driving um, to CircuitPython. This is a team up. Uh, Phil B. Paint Your Dragon did the core work, and then Jepler CircuitPythonified it. Um, so if you have a SAMD51 or NRF52840 uh, board running CircuitPython, we'll support many other chips as well, but those are the first two we're starting with. 
uh, you'll be able to drive those common um, low-cost RGB matrices. Sometimes they're in like purses, sometimes they're used in LED walls, um, but you know, they're inexpensive and they have lots of pixels and um, you can use them just like a display. Uh, he showed off some icons, he showed some scrolling text, um, really cool stuff. So I, I'm, I can't wait to take all of our RG matrix projects from Arduino and port them over to CircuitPython. Chris Young uh, showed off the uh, Easter theme cookie cutters. Last week, I think he showed off the rendering, but now they're 3D printed. And he also showed off the cookies, they looked really good. He also did a little tutorial on how to make a 3D spiral egg, and he showed um, not only how to do it, but then the final spiral egg. And he's working on an HID library to work with both TeenUSB and Arduino. He is so productive. He's more productive than I am, that's for sure. Um, Hair Effect uh, is making an expression engine using custom eye software. Matt uh, came by with his Raspberry Pi plus GPS plus Wi-Fi war driving uh, map making kit. So he just puts in a car and it automatically does Wi-Fi war driving for you. Liz showed off her step counter bracelet, which will also show off the guide. And she started to play around with this BLE MIDI that was just released for CircuitPython. Uh, great for making wireless synths. Drew had a cutout flex PCB prototype. And uh, Boop had a conductive fabric shirt with no microcontroller, a DIY RFID ring, and showed off a game he wrote in 6502 Assembler. And finally, Adam came by and showed off some cool digital scanner interface software that can save bitmaps off of his scanning electron microscope. So don't forget, come back next week, 7 p.m. Wednesday. That's the show and tell. We do that every single week. All participants on the show and tell are not getting a sticker because we're only shipping essential goods right now, but we'll get you a sticker later. As part of our Adafruit Live series of shows... You can also print your own stickers. Sure, you can do all sorts of things. Get a hologram. Um, You're the holograms today. Yeah, get a hologram. And uh, <laughs> tomorrow is JP's workshop at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. JP will also be having a show and tell. Here's a preview of some of the things JP is going to be showing tomorrow, and then we're going to do a Make Code Minute, so I'll see you on the other side. show today in the Make Code Minute is a brand new extension that you can add to Make Code Arcade that is called the uh, Sprite Data extension. And by adding that, I got extra blocks in my Sprites dropdown. So you can see here this data section says set item data and then a string to number or change item data by number as well as set item data, and this one stays a string. So let me show you how I'm using these and why I think they're cool. Uh, if I 
move my character, which is this little computer, to run into this ice cream cone, I get a little dialogue that says, Ice Cream Sally. So I get the name of my uh, character here. And you'll notice that my points in the corner there raised to five. And now when I go meet this pizza, it's going to say, Pizza Joe. And we've raised another three points. Uh, and you'll see at this point, running into them again doesn't do anything. I have a little reset I can use, but uh, it's essentially saying I've gotten uh, a meeting with these characters and something has transferred to me. And now what I wanted to show is how this works. When I create my characters here, which are this uh, slice of pizza that I called NPC1, and I'm using one of these data blocks to give a, uh, a few pieces of data. One is this state. Have I met it yet? And initially, no, I haven't met it. Second is I've given it a name, which is Pizza Joe, and it's a string. And then third, I've given it these points values, which is three in the case of pizza. And with Ice Cream Sally, it is five. So then when I have a uh, collision or an overlap during the game between my player sprite, uh, here I say on sprite of kind, player overlaps other sprite of kind NPC, non-player character, these things happen. First, I check that data that's on the character. So we're reading the character's actual data that it's carrying around to see if we've met before. And if we haven't, then we go and display that uh, string of their name as well as change the points and then flip that bit so that we don't run into them over and over again. Uh, so I find this to be really cool, really helpful. It's a way to have a sprite carry around some data with it without building a whole bunch of extra blocks. We just get these very convenient little blocks and the data sticks around with the character or sprite wherever they go. And so that is your Make Code Minute. All right, that was Make Code Minute, JP's workshop, tomorrow 4 p.m., watch JP's show, and there's also a special Bonus. edition of Show and Tell Mini. with JP. So um, next up. Blinka, blinka, blinka. Every single week we have a Python on hardware newsletter. And let me tell y'all one of the benefits of finding people that are smarter than you, that um, are more creative than you, because sometimes you have to hand things off. And that's what I've done recently. So Katni and the entire team, they're running the Python on hardware newsletter. And on top of that, Katni does a fantastic video that recaps the newsletter each week. You know, we would do it live on the show. We would do it. And because you and I are diverted on, you know, medical device electronics and face shields and, 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 yeah. and you know um, we just have temperature shaking we just have well we just have less time during the days That's because right. it's it's basically split like concentrated work at home and then when we're at the factory we really don't use computers as, as much because we're in like you know mass and everything and it's just more difficult to do that if you're doing testers and I'm doing like you know lifting stuff around or shipping packages that's, that's pretty much what um, so uh, it's fantastic to see how the team is able to run with this. So thank you, team, and uh, Katni, take it away. Take it away. It's that time again. This is Katni with your weekly Python on hardware news. Every week, we put together the Python for Microcontrollers newsletter. It is available through adafruitdaily.com. Head over to sign up and see all of the past and current newsletters, or tune in each week to hear what's going on. Adafruit is continuing to operate as an essential business under New York City executive order to provide assistance with the COVID-19 outbreak. Most employees are working remotely, while a few are working in the Adafruit factory to help manufacture and ship desperately needed PPE to the surrounding area and beyond. This week, Adafruit was interviewed by Michelle Earhart of Tom's Hardware regarding their switch from selling electronics 
to selling and producing face shields and other PPE. The discussion includes the changes to how Adafruit is operating, the new protective gear we're carrying and producing, sourcing materials for production, and plans to continue carrying PPE. Check out the full article on tomshardware.com slash news slash Adafruit making PPE. You can continue to follow photos and videos on the Adafruit blog under Adafruit Chronicles, and we'll continue to post updates on social media. CircuitPython 5.2.0 went direct to release this week. It features a new port to Lidex, a Python-powered hardware description system used to define a soft SoC that is then loaded onto an FPGA. There are also a few minor fixes and improvements over 5.1.0, including support for additional baud rates for NRF UART, including MIDI's 31250, display I.O. support for inverted backlights, fixes to IMX RT UART read length and NeoPixel timing, and the ability to read pixel values from PixelBuff. Thank you to everyone who submitted features and fixes to CircuitPython 5.2.0. The ESP32-S2 was recently released, and the community has been actively working on software. The foundation of porting CircuitPython is TinyUSB support. This weekend, Lady Ada live-streamed TinyUSB running on the ESP32-S2. This work paves the way for further work porting CircuitPython to the board. Thanks to Ha Talk for all of his efforts on TinyUSB. Adafruit is planning products based on the ESP32-S2, but there's no ETA. We recommend heading over to DigiKey, which has various ESP32-S2 products available now. Adafruit is continuing to submit boards to the Open Source Hardware Association for open source certification. Adafruit has always been an open source hardware company, predating the Oshawa certification process. We recently decided to begin submitting all of our boards for certification. Last week, the first certification approvals came through. This week, 26 more boards were certified, including the rest of the CircuitPython-compatible microcontrollers. Check out the Oshawa Certified Projects directory at certification.oshawa.org for all the details. Electronic Cats announced their latest CircuitPython-based electronics board, the NFC Copycat. It works by reading or emulating an NFC card, depending on the necessities of the researcher. With this board, the user will have a device capable of storing magnetic stripe data or NFC payment data to be replayed later, known in the cybersecurity world as a replay attack. This is the first cybersecurity tool that supports CircuitPython. Check out electroniccats.com for more information. CircuitPython.org now has available links to the bootloader files for microcontroller boards. This simplifies the process for users to obtain the latest bootloader file. Visit circuitpython.org downloads, select your board, and find the bootloader information. This comes as a result of an important UF2 bootloader update. A new version of the UF2 bootloader is available for SAMD51 boards, such as the Metro M4 Express, Feather M4 Express, Itsy Bitsy M4 Express, Pi Portal, Pi Gamer, Pi Badge, and others. 
Version 3.9.0 or later fixes a rare but annoying problem that occasionally erases parts of the internal flash memory when the board is plugged in or power cycled. Both Arduino and CircuitPython are affected. We highly recommend that you update your bootloader if you have a SAMD51 board. Download the updater from the circuitpython.org downloads page for your board and follow the instructions to update. Instructions will also be added to the Adafruit Learn System guide for each board. The Python Software Foundation announced the newest fellow members for the first quarter of 2020. Eight new members were announced. Check out the Python Software Foundation blog for details. The fellow work group is looking for more members around the world. More information is available at python.org psf fellows. The Winterbloom online store has opened. Winterbloom carries the CircuitPython-based Winterbloom Soul and Big Honking Button Eurorack synth modules. Visit winterbloom.com and check it out. Greg posts to Twitter using CircuitPython on the Orange Crab board, now with half its 16 megabytes of flash allocated to CircuitPython. GoJimmyPy shares a blog post on Twitter outlining their experiences getting CircuitPython loaded on the FOMU board using the Windows subsystem for Linux. Glenn posts a video to YouTube of a CircuitPython-based metronome for the Adafruit Pi badge. The code is also shared on GitHub. David shares a video on Twitter of an Adafruit Clue driving a Raspberry Pi compatible Pimeroni LED shim using the bit to pi and CircuitPython. Meet Spiderwing, a spider robot powered by Adafruit Feather and CircuitPython, designed by Dishipu. Kevin posted the completed project of adding lights and sirens to his son's fire truck bed. It uses 3D printed parts, a Circuit Playground Express, and a strip of NeoPixels, and is running CircuitPython. Check it out on Maker.io. Mason published a project to Hackster using a Circuit Playground Express and CircuitPython to create an RGB light for macro photography. Whitney shows how to use the RFM69 radio bonnet on the Zinc 7000 platform for Zincberry with Adafruit Blinka and CircuitPython. Young put together 30 simple tricks to level up your Python coding, including multiple ways to manipulate sequences, comprehensions, generators, lambdas, and much more. Visit medium.com slash better programming to read more. Learn how to build an IQ-style radio using a tiny Pico running MicroPython. Find a video on YouTube and code on GitHub. Congratulations to Mouse vs. Python Pi Dev of the Week, Mike Piernot, PyOhio organizer and active Pythonista. Read the interview with Mike on blog.pythonlibrary.org. There are six new boards in the CircuitPython pipeline this week. New on CircuitPython.org, the NFC Copycat, the Winterbloom Bing Honking Button, and the 8086 Consultancy Commander. New to CircuitPython support in 5.2.0, the BD Micro Vena M0, the Thunderpack, and the FOMU. 
Are you interested in adding a new board to CircuitPython? Check out the Adafruit Learn system for a series of guides on getting your board added to CircuitPython and CircuitPython.org. There are five new CircuitPython guides in the Adafruit Learn system this week, including how to use a clue to display BLE multi-temperature monitoring in a guide from John Park. Use the new IBBQ library to show multiple temperature probe values simultaneously on the clue display. And create a CircuitPython-powered creative inspiration activity generator in a guide from Colin Cunningham. Press a button on your clue board to display an idea for an activity. This project takes inspiration from oblique strategies, but updates the idea for flexibility and more of an all-ages appeal. The current number of CircuitPython libraries is 224. There are no new libraries this week, but there are a number of updated libraries. As always, visit circuitpython.org libraries to download the latest bundle. Included in this week's updates from the CircuitPython team, Dan updated the UF2 bootloader for the SAMD51 boards and added the aforementioned bootloader section to the circuitpython.org site, including instructions on how to update. Jeff has continued work on ProtoMatter and has been improving error handling because it has a very specific requirement for the pins that can be used. There is also one final memory usage bug to deal with before it can be included in CircuitPython. Melissa finished up a complete reskin of the Web Bluetooth dashboard, including easier to read graphs, smoother color gradients, and updated features. She also updated the associated learn guide to include the updated dashboard. The PyCon US 2020 team announced planned talks, tutorials, posters, and much more online. They are aiming to begin releasing content this week when the conference was scheduled to start. To participate, go to the PyCon US 2020 remote page or subscribe to the PyCon 2020 YouTube channel. Looking for more Python on hardware all week? Join the Adafruit community on Discord and check out the Help with CircuitPython and CircuitPython channels. We are over 17,900 strong and continuing to grow. You'll find a supportive, positive community filled with like-minded folks. Join at adafru.it slash discord. And that is your Python on hardware news for this week. Visit adafruitdaily.com to subscribe to the newsletter or tune in again next week. Thank you, Kenny. And... That is Python on hardware for the week. Tune in next week for the next one. And don't forget to sign up on adafruitdaily.com for Python on microcontrollers. Spam free. Doesn't hurt your feelings. Good Has content. nothing to do with your Adafruit account. Great Unsubscribe projects. at any time. Inspirational. No, no ads. We will not sell you out. Okay, time travel. Let's look around in the world of makers, hackers, artists, and engineers. Well, first up... Um, you know, if you asked me a year ago, year ago, what would we be doing this month? I would say, well, we probably just got through March, and March is always terrible. March is always and a bad. And that month. would have been right, but yeah. who would have thought? But um, last year, around this time, was the last time we did the Desk of Lady Ada. And so, as we've been working at the Adafruit factory, I have the ask, I had the Ask an Engineer station that was just going to sit there. 
So I hauled it back to our apartment, and we set up Desk of Lady Ada again. Yay! So um, the cool thing about Desk of Lady Ada was you showed off the ESP32 S2. Super exciting. 20-minute stream. Showed everything about it. At the end, there was kind of a special surprise or delight or uh, interesting tidbit. You had showed how to search on the DigiKey site. You had put the items in your cart. And someone is like, oh, this is after you just talked about it, after you just showed all the things. Someone came in and bought 500 on the spot right yeah. and yoinked it right yoinked out of your it, cart. Yoinked, yoinked it. Right out of your cart. And what's cool, but what's cool is like when we do these things, it's supposed to be educational. Here you go. Here's an interesting, cool component. Here's something yeah. Lady Ada is making. Here's something for engineers. And then you say, well, how do you get this? And with went to the DigiKey site. You showed the features of the site. You showed yeah. how you can look at things. And um, the folks out there are like, wow, this is great. This is exactly what I want. So uh, I'm going to buy it. So yeah. that was kind of neat. Um, that was cool to see. So that was, uh, you know, a year ago to the day. So we will be doing we're many back. Desk of Lady Ada's. Yeah, we're trying to plan out because yeah. we're here. And we're, we're getting, we, you know, we helped a lot with the PPE, ventilator designs, logistics, engineering. And it isn't stopping, um, but we've just... It comes met, in waves. It comes in waves, and right now we're, it's it's not 24-7. Um, yeah. You know, like people who needed stuff, we got it ordered. Yeah. It's less like... I'll, I'll tell you the crazy. metabolism right now. Before it was day-to-day, there was dire, dire needs. Yeah. And now it's going week-to-week, week, and maybe it'll be month-to-month month eventually. But the, the frequency right now of oh my gosh can we get this can we get that um when we reopened as an essential business the first day i think we uh did same day deliveries for like five or six thousand components altogether um different orders different things because so many people were just starting on yeah. some of these things anyways um next up we applied for a disaster loan and uh, we haven't heard back yet also known as the ppp uh, no, this, no is this, is the, this is a different one. Sorry. We also applied for uh, the Chase for Business um, PPP loan. We have to go through Chase and Sarah Bank. But, you know, uh, when Stella did this, our CFO, there's a neat little provision. To the extent feasible, I will purchase only American-made equipment and products. Which we do. Which we do. But here's the other thing. If you're getting that PPP loan, you should buy stuff from Adafruit. If you need electronics, that's us. We make stuff. Yeah. So um, we submitted our loan application, the PPP loan, on uh, April 3rd. So um, I know there's tons of people who are bankers and work at Chase uh, who watch the show. I don't know. Um, but if you could put in a good word from us, from what we understand, that well, that we got a screenshot, application accepted i know there it's very difficult you know this happened very fast the larger banks are the ones that are moving slower with this um from what i understand you know they have it because we got this like accepted we've been trying to get a hold of our bankers they're super busy but if anyone has any way to uh put in a good word for us or whatever you do to magical spells that you can cast for uh banking i actually don't know how this works i don't think anyone does um i don't know just send happy thoughts next up um we had to, uh, one of us had a doctor's appointment that uh, was on Saturday. Don't worry, we're fine. Um, and we had to take a walk. Um, usually when we come back from the Adafruit factory, I'll uh, take some photos. But um, this time it was a Saturday morning and we had to walk uptown. Here's Lady Ada and I walking through Washington Square Park and different areas of New York. Street. It yeah. was empty, empty. We were the only souls. It was like a weird 
movie. Um, it was wonderful. I Am Legend was a movie with Will Smith, and it was shot. It was, his apartment was right across from Washington Square. It was weird to walk by that. There's lots of weird sights that you see in New York City. Um, New York City's New York City. Um, you can buy a mask at the bodega or, you know, the, the dollar pizza place. Um, we walked by some hospitals. Um, people have drawn on the sidewalk. Heroes, thank you. NYC loves you. We had to pass through uh, Times Square to get to the, the doctor appointment, and so we uh, took a couple photos. It was eerie. And uh, yeah, There's a lot of uh, photos thanking doctors. A lot of the billboards had been repurposed. Yeah, it was eerie, and, uh, you know, we didn't want to go out. We went out, and I said, well, I'm going to just take some photos. Um, next up, Bruce, our designer, is designing lots of stuff. This is one of our new posters. This is Fight COVID, Wear a Mask. It's a very Lady Ada-like pose. We have the Fight COVID, Wash Your Hands. We have the entire cast of characters wearing masks. I don't know if you've heard, but <laughs> Governor Cuomo said all Adafruit characters need to wear masks because they're essential. Yeah. And also, sometimes they need to go out. Adabot wants to defeat this jerky virus. And uh, we have a mask for Adabot, and it's a jerky virus that we don't like. Um, we're also designing some posters that people will be able to print out. This is about how to line up at a retail place or mind the gap or how you get in an elevator. And then um, we also have... Um, we're going to make these little stickers for our team and for all of us. This is that jerk. Uh, the bat. It's not the bat's fault, but, um, you know, you have to have a symbol. And um, this is uh, help fight COVID. This little bat and bat virus. The virus came out of the bat. And um, because I feel like we're kind of living in, a, in one version of Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns, we have this uh, fight COVID thing uh, that we're, uh, we're doing. Fat Batman. Yeah, it's just like we got to fight this thing. And, you know, the thing that... We fight it by staying apart. We fight it by staying apart, and uh, we fight it by coming together through our actions and more. And I just want to say thank you to all the different team members that are staying home and staying safe and the, the small amount of team members that are uh, being deliberate and safe about how we're working. Um, and uh, one of the other things we did in the time travel series yeah. is we've been putting kind of best of online. So we take photos at Labor Day. We take photos at, you know, the holiday times. Yeah. Um, so one of the videos we have is some Labor Day photos. So I wanted to show, you know, it's time travel. Yeah. A simpler time. H history of Adafruit. And, and I know when we all get back, we're going to be wearing masks and gloves, and so I won't be able to see the team members in the same way. But we have these beautiful photos that we took throughout the year, so I thought we'd just play some of them right now. Okay, okay, we're an open source hardware company, and one of the things that we're doing is, um, you heard about contact tracking, Apple and Google teams up together, that's cool, um, we're doing something different, so uh, maybe we'll use their APIs and do some things with like their Bluetooth stuff, um, because obviously they're super smart and they thought this through, um, but what we're doing is making sure that our team members have their own contact tracker 
and it's something that they manage, that they have all the privacy, that they can share the information only when it makes sense, and they know exactly what it is because we do an open source protocol here. Trevor, you can go talk to Trevor and say, Trevor, how does this work? He's going to pop his gun and he, And he's going to say, oh, here, here's where the data is stored. Here's yeah. how it's stored. Oh, but is it shared? No, and you can see that it's not shared. That's right. So we think this is going to be catchy because uh, we think lots of, uh, especially... Uh, smart organizations will want to have their own app for their employees, especially if you're privacy-minded, especially if you care about each other. Um, what this will do is, like, every day you and I only go to, like, maybe one or two places. Um, and so if something happened, like, oh, we turns out we met with someone who was uh, tested positive for COVID, or one of us did, we would be able to do a quick dump, send me where I've been in the last week, and it would show all the places, and then we could have some type of contact tracing along those lines. It'll be hard for this to work out uh, on the big scale that Apple and Google are talking about, unless everyone has it. But for Adafruit, for our, like, you know, 100-ish team members, I think we'll be able to do something. So anyways, that's what we're working on. Uh, more on that later. Um, we have 2,178 guides. Lady Ada, what is on the big board this week? Um, this week we had a guide from Phil B using little VGL with Adafruit displays. This is super cool because uh, we have Adafruit GFX libraries um, and you can do basic drawing with them, but maybe you want things like an on-screen uh, uh, graph, like plotting data, charts and gauges, uh, and bitmap images, and also um, they have a built-in uh, touch keyboard support. Yeah, this is uh, so, pocket, uh, pocket Excel yeah. for... Uh... So you can actually you know, make little user interfaces with little VGL. It doesn't make sense for us to remake this, um, because they did such a good job. We just added a little glue library to make it work with all our displays. Yeah, that's a big deal. Uh, we also got uh, a CircuitPython BLE multi-temperature monitoring project, so using an off-the-shelf um, barbecue um, multi-probe sensor. Uh, you can wirelessly connect it to, uh, in, here, in this case, a Clue, but any CircuitPython board with um, Bluetooth support. Liz Clark did a Clue step counter featuring the STM uh, uh, LSM6DS33 accelerometer, which is a really neat chip. It has a built-in pedometer, um, and it's not too hard to get set up, and then it's it's quite accurate. Uh, and you don't have to do almost any work once you tell the chip to do pedometer tracking. You just ask it every once in a while, how many steps have I taken, and it gives you back um, a number. And so um, she made a lovely little step counter that um, shows how close you are to your goal, and especially now that people are like, they want to get their 10,000 steps in, but they can't necessarily go outside, or they want to make sure they only go outside for the minimum amount of time. Uh, building your own step count with a clue is a great project. And Erin made an Easter egg light stand if you love to decorate eggs. Uh, you know, you don't do it just during Easter. You can do it all month long. Um, then make a no-solder make code project. Uh, it's great for beginners. If you've never coded before, you can make an egg decorating stand. Yeah, and Erin uh, has two videos. We're going to show one of them. Uh, it's the Easter egg video. Take it away, Erin.
All right, time for some Made in New York City factory footage. Um, when I'm at the factory with Lady Ada, um, take some photos. sometimes, uh, you know, I see some other team members there. We try to stagger the shifts, but, um, you know, it's quite peaceful. Um, this is one of the stations that we have for laser cutting the face shields. Um, we also have a nice production setup um, to help optimize us doing stuff. Um, there was a shortage of like foam and elastic, but we got that. We got we plastic. Got the, we got the elastic we and so we got the close. plastic, so now we only need yeah. the foam, and that's coming Friday. Yeah. Um, we also have some lasering that we're doing, and then uh, Dano is leading the team on a lot of the PPE. Um, Tom's Hardware, uh, Michelle over there was probably one of the best journalists that we've ever talked to, and uh, they have a really good article. They interviewed us about what we're doing and more. So check that out. We talk about some of our plans, um, some of the things that we want to continue to do to help New York City. Um, you know, over in Singapore, you get an issued by the government mask. That's they're 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 ahead of all of this. Um, in New York City, um, this was just a few days ago. Uh, Governor Cuomo announced that employers of essential workers need to supply their workers with masks. Well, we were already doing that. Um, we were a month ahead of that, and now today, New York City, New York State said, if you're going out, you need to have a mask. Mm -hmm. So. We started the process about a month ago of getting quotes for a mask machine. And, you know, there's some trolley people that are like, oh, you'll never be able to do this. You'll never be able to do that. Um, but these are the same people, I, I think literally, that said you'll never have a pick-and-place machine in New York City. You'll never be, oh, you're... you're open source hardware doesn't really work Open out. source hardware is not going to work. That's not a business. Oh, you're just, you know, some dumb woman with, like, pink hair. You're never going to have an electronics company. So these are the same guys that have said things. Um, so the only thing that's holding us back for a mass machine right now, and there's multiple types of mass machines, and yes, there's certifications you can get as you do this. The, the ones that we want to do that we can crank out tens of thousands at a time, um, we, we can get this going. But the thing that's a challenge is um, Lamar and I don't want to use our payroll capital, our capital for paying people. Yeah. So we're trying to work with the city. We're trying to talk to other people. I might start to send emails to, um, you know, all the, like, wealthy people that are always saying, what can I do to help? And then when you say, well, do you want to have masks for New York City, um, Spain, they're handing out masks in the subways. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to say, look, you know exactly what it's for. You know how it's going to help. Are you interested? So I'm going to reach out um, if we have to get a loan for that, as long as it doesn't impact the rest of the business. Um, but just to give you a preview, um, this is some of the video uh, things that we've posted and talked about. Um, this is one of the machines or some of the machines that we have um, quotes on that are, you know, they're not going to be available for too much longer, but um, we want to add that. We already, oh, here's another thing that people said. Mm -hmm. Oh, those are expensive. I'm like, we have multi-million dollar machines right now. We have a full production line. We have multiple Samsung uh, pick and place machine. Yeah. We have a giant oven. We have a stenciler. We have laser cutters. We have all those things. This is no different. Yeah, we can do this. Easier. We can do this. So it only does one thing. So here's a quick video of some of the mass stuff that we're looking at.
Okay, other New York City factory photos. Um, we got a good source of digital thermometers. Um, we're going to have these in the store soon, but we're making sure everyone at Adafruit, even if you're not one of the essential workers that are coming in, you have one of these at home, so we're supplying all of our team members. First, these are some of the posters that we're printing up and putting them all over the place. This is a screenshot from our State of the Fruit that we do every single week. Um, we invite the entire company, we go over everything. So that's, uh, you know, our week in review. Um, it wouldn't be a <laughs> main New York City factory footage montage without some time lapse. Time lapse. Uh, this is outside the Adafruit window. I don't believe the Disney headquarters across the street is essential construction. I do not believe that is true. However, they are still doing construction, which is interesting to me. I guess, I mean, I guess Baby Yoda is essential. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say it's not. I'm not going to say it is either. Um, but that's the time lapse outside the Adafruit windows where the uh, whatever Disney, Disney building is there. This is on like... Monday or so. Here they go. And you can see ka-chunk, 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 ka-chunk. I mean, they're staying at least like six feet apart, so that's kind of nice. Like in the diggers. Yeah. All right. 3D printing. No, Pedro have a show every single Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. This week they have a sped up video. Take it away, No, Pedro. Okay, we've added a new segment that I'm excited about. It's been hit every single week. Uh, special thanks to DigiKey for making this happen. This is a DigiKey and Adafruit partnership. Here it is. Are you ready? Yes. I love that song. This week's Ion MPI is. The ST safe. Thank you. Um, okay, so this week we're going to be focusing on a security chip. And we've talked about security chips uh, before. Basically, um, you know, you have uh, your microcontroller or microcomputer, you're connecting to the Internet of Things, either, you know, LoRa or Sigfox or Wi Fi or Ethernet. And chips themselves, you know, they have some security. Uh, built in. Usually they have like a no firmware read or maybe they have like firmware encryption, but um, that usually isn't a really hardened security system. I mean, if you're buying a chip specifically for that purpose, you can get one that has, you know, pretty good resilience against attacks, um, such as like decapping or glitching or, you know, brute forcing or, you know, like UV erasing selectively. Um, but even, you know, we even saw like 
chips that are only a couple years old still make mistakes once in a while and it's possible to uh, crack the firmware out and read it. And that means that if you have a private key, like an authentication key or token, and it's in the firmware, it can be read out, which is what you want to avoid because then, um, especially if it's a, a, a private key that's used in every device, um, it's like the same key in every device, um, then somebody could like clone the hardware or do man in the middle attacks or you know other internet of things security issues. So what's nice about these security chips, um, such as the ST safe, is that you only, oh, go, go on. Go yeah, go back. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the next one. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the nice thing about these chips is that you can use any microcontroller. So whether you want to use Espressif, or you want to use Microchip, or you want to use ST, or you want to use you know, Tensilka or TI, whatever. Any chip you want that has the peripherals you need for your project. Maybe it has a built-in radio, maybe it has Bluetooth. And you don't have to worry about whether that chip is a hardened security chip because you will store all of your secrets, your private tokens, your, your certificates, your hashing keys, all go into this one chip. And this chip is like not expensive because it only does one thing, but it does it really, really well. So um, there is a um, diagram. This nice little flow chart here. And there's a nice diagram. So um, this is from the presentation. So yeah, so you have this ST safe chip which is the hard crypto and hashing authentication chip. And uh, you communicate to it over I2C, so we'll work with any microcontroller, and then you can connect over uh, you know, any wireless or network protocol you want. It can be used for authentication, so like you know, making sure that um, the product is a genuine product and it's uh, permitted to talk to the IoT service or to connect. Um, it can be used to speed up TLS authentication. So um, a lot of chips, you know, maybe they're good at one thing, but they don't have a built-in crypto hardware accelerator. Uh, not a problem, you know, if you have to do hashes or AES, you know, uh, encryptions or, or envelope uh, signings, etc. cetera. Um, this chip does it very, very fast. So, you know, I've seen these chips being used um, as a co-processor for TLS to speed up the connectivity to do that uh, public key encryption handoff. Um, they can do random number generation and like true random numbers uh, and a couple other things. And uh, so the SC safe comes in two packages, SOIC or like a USON, and it comes in the shield, which I will show on lay overhead. Yeah. So this is um, the shield and um, it's uh, you, basically you can pick this up from DigiKey, we'll have the part number and it's Arduino shield compatible. Uh, so you can plug this into your Metro Arduino, or what we recommend because the software is available for STM32 Cube is you grab one of these Nucleo boards, um, which are inexpensive. Um, they're only like fifteen to twenty dollars or so. Uh, this one is the L475. Um, we recommend getting the L uh, focus, yeah. um, the L476 because that's actually what the tutorial, uh, the projects in the software download are built for. And then you just plug this in and then you can just learn how to use nice. this chip. Very nice. So if you're wondering which nuclear board goes with it, now you can go to that secondary, the, the whiteboard. Yeah. This is the one that we recommend you get because we already kind of looked at the software and um, the code is available. Uh, you can download it, but it's kind of designed for STM32 cube, which is the IDE that STM uses for their chips. And if you haven't used it, Sean Heimel has a great video series to get you started. So if you would like to do IoT and you don't want to have to worry about security, you want to outsource that security stress, 
Uh, pick out the pick up the X Nucleo Safe A1A. It's available at DigiKey. They have these eval boards, only a couple bucks. Um, plug it into any Nucleo board. Uh, there's a range of them, but again, we recommend the 476. And uh, try out, they have a bunch of examples for the embed, with TLS, random number generation, hashing, etc. Yeah, and when you buy it on DigiKey, I think you can put comments um, on the order or something. Oh, yeah. yeah or, just, or, just, or just tweet and just say, hey, I saw this on Ask an Engineer, I on MPI, because uh, DigiKey's helping us out with the series and more. So uh, that's a nice way to say thank you, not only to us, but to them. Yes. And that is Ion MPI. Thank you. Ion MPI. All right, let's uh, let's go over to uh, let's do some new products. Yeah, not that much this week, but we do have some stuff. Here we go. Okay, new products. As always, if you want to support Adafruit while we are just shipping essentials, you can get a gift certificate. Adafruit.io. You can get a Plus account. There are still a few slots left for AdaBox. The new AdaBox we just ship Lady Ada to you, so trust no. me, it's worth it. Um, and then, of course, we have our um, engineering and R&D and logistics services available. But the new products right now that will be available very soon. Yes, these are coming are soon. Uh, a basic thermometer. So we have the no contact thermometer and the fever scanner. But uh, for Adafruit team members, we want to make sure everybody has a plain thermometer, and you can't get these anymore. Yeah. So we're sourcing a couple hundred of them. Uh, these are very basic. You know, go in your armpit, yeah. go in your tongue. We are starting with our Adafruit team, and then we're expanding it to anyone in New York City can order these. Limit one per customer. Anyone in New York State, and then we'll go to New Jersey, and then we'll probably just say if you're in a hotspot, um, th those are the locations will allow orders because these will go very fast. Next up. Next up we have some uh, simple white cotton masks. So these are three layers of uh, cotton sewn together into a mask. You get like a pack of 10 or 20 and uh, they're inexpensive and they can be dyed and decorated, but they're also just designed to be very easy to wash and use if you want. Yeah, two, non -disposable. Different, two different sizes. Small and large. Yeah. Next up, gloves and Adafruit Black. Yep. Well, we use gloves all the time uh, for non-medical purposes. You know, we wear them when we're handling solder paste or when yeah. we're testing boards. And uh, we saw that it's, it's getting harder just to get even you know, non-medical gloves. Yeah. So we thought we'll get small, medium, and large size nitrile gloves. They're latex-free uh, for use for our teams, but also for other people. All right. Gloves. This week, the star of the show, besides our healthcare providers <laughs> and uh, everyone who's out there on the front lines, um, and our community, our team members, and you, Lady Ada, is the No Touchy. No Touchy. No Touchy. So this is like a, like a little like an no invention touchy. that uh, no you flip it out, and then you can use it to uh, poke elevator buttons. And inside is a no little touchy. sponge that you can soak with isopropyl alcohol and, um, you know, use that to uh, disinfect it after it's done. No Touchy. That's, I just thought this was a really cute little design. No Touchy. No Touchy. No Touchy. No I don't touchy. know the official name of it, but I'm calling it no touchy. Yeah, and um, Naomi Wu is a friend of ours. She's in uh, Shenzhen. She sent this over. We're, yeah, we, we see we saw some of these, but we're working with her because you know she is is there where they had an outbreak and then they had a recovery and now they're starting to go back to what is going to be called normal. And so um, we're working not only with Naomi, but we have um, our other partners in, in China. Um, a lot of our factory partners in Wuhan are coming back, and yeah. a lot of our friends and partners are in Shenzhen. So um, we're on the lookout for a lot of things 
what's working there will probably work here now. Yeah. So. Um, also, I just thought this was really cute. And no fun. touchy. It's um, no touchy. And that is. Let's do a recap. Recap. All right. Recap. First up. All right, we got these low-cost, simple thermometers. They're not no contact. They are very contact. You put them under your tongue or in your armpit, and they give you your temperature. Very simple. Uh, everyone should have one. Uh, these are three-ply cotton masks you can decorate and also uh, wash. You can dye them any color you like. Uh, they're washable, and they're inexpensive. Uh, for non-medical uses, we have nitrile gloves in small, medium, and large. We use them in-house uh, whenever you're handling solder paste or maybe handling boards and you don't want to, you know, uh, you know, touch the, um, get your fingerprints on it, um, or you want to be able to wash your hands easily. Uh, these natural gloves fit well, and they're latex-free. Not touchy. The star of the show is? Not touchy. Not touchy. Available in either pink or blue. We'll see which ones we get. Uh, this is a little, like, button presser, you know, door handle mover. Uh, thanks to Naomi Wu for sending us a link to this, because we're like, this is the funniest, cutest thing we've ever seen. So we're going to try to get a couple of them to sell in the store. No touchy. No touchy. That's it. It's Okay, you wanted to show a top secret this week? Yeah. All right, from the vault, um, top secret this week, Lady Ada is... I didn't get those modules, but I did get some chips. So even last I checked, they still had some. Yeah. I don't bring my scissors with me, so I can't open this. Oh, yeah, well, why don't you just show this beautiful silver package that I wiped down with a wiper earlier. Yes, it is. This is the ESP32-S2. I got 10 chips. Um, so the modules I'm gonna use for like a feather, but I still want the raw chips because if I'm making like an itsy bitsy or if I'm making a uh, circuit playground Wi-Fi. Thank you for that opening. So let's see what's inside here. So I've got uh, the protective humidity stuff. Thank you. And then here you go. So these are the chips, a little piece of cut tape. And uh, like we said, uh, we're excited to use this chip because it's got uh, teeny USB, native USB support. Get really close. Yeah, I wanna. wanna yeah, zoom there you go. Here. QFN action, center pad, uh, Wi-Fi microcontroller chip. I know. I gotta, I gotta hold it really steady. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, look at that. There you go. That's nice. Um, so we're gonna maybe try designing some boards with this chip. What I like is it's like so built together. You just need a couple of passives, maybe a crystal antenna, and like it has native USB, put a QSPY chip on it uh, for flash storage, and you're golden. It has a built-in bootloader. So super excited for um, this release, and congratulations to Espressif for releasing uh, their your final silicon for the ESP32-S2, getting it into the hands of people. Okay. Is that, uh, is that it? That's it. I know. Okay. Um... We're going to um, answer some questions over on adafruit.it slash discord. Join all 17,000 of us. It's like the hackerspace that you can join 24-7. Um, you can't really go to hackerspaces right now unless you have uh, permission and you're probably working on something. Yeah. But uh, let's go over to questions. Uh, I am okay with a question about the top secret. I am going, th these are different times okay. and we all have to adapt. So, uh, so the teeny thing already has Wi-Fi built into the chip. Yeah, it does. And it has native USB, so it's an all-in-one IoT chip, and it's like a dollar. Yeah. Okay. I love a dollar. Um, next up. Uh, currently, is the Argon really the only CircuitPython feather that uh, we sell with Wi-Fi? It's the only one that has it built in, but it doesn't work very well. If you want an all-in-one CircuitPython Wi-Fi board, check out the Pi Portal or the Metro Airlift. Okay. What was the accelerometer chip 
um, for the pedometer? Um, any of the STLSM6 series. There's like a large collection of different chips and they all have pedometer. Okay, uh, someone wanted to know when will we be stocking the fever scanners again? Um, they have someone in New York and they work at a uh, place where they don't have a lot of PPE in a medical facility. Um, we will have these available soon. We have to first get New York City, then New York State, and then there'll be New Jersey, and then we'll expand out. Um, but don't worry, we, we will get as, as many and more as possible. Um, we also want to release the software and or way that you can uh, pipe out this if you want to have more than just it doing this. If you want to do things like, oh, it sends me an email or it tweets to me. I don't know if you want tweets. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it can it could notify you on Slack. The way that we've used this here is... Um, we have it set up so if it detects something over 99 degrees, it'll say, please proceed to secondary temperature screening. Because that's what you want. You want to have this look at a wide uh, you know, group of people. Um, they're probably coming in different times. And then it'll uh, flash and it'll also do an audio alert. Um, we, temp we take everyone's temperature every day anyways. Um, but this is just yet another thing. And this will probably be for you know larger scale organizations. Um, someone was asking about the... Um, all the, the FLIR cameras? Flare cams? Yeah, so... Yeah, they uh, don't work. They're so, not good for... So, by the way, we've tried all of these. We have all of them for other reasons. And those don't work for fever scanning. They're not precise enough. And you can't... There, there's people that have, like, profiled it, and they're like, here's some way to do it. Um, here's what I'll say about it. No matter what, it's a good idea to start thinking about your body temperature. And I know we're all going to have to get used to things, but if you think about it when you wake up and you take your temperature, figure out what your baseline is. When you go to work now, you know, if someone's taking your temperature, if you go to a restaurant, this is going to happen too. There's going to be fever scanners in restaurants um, and bars and, and events. It is just a reminder that this matters. Yes, of course, you can be asymptomatic. Yes, of course, there's all sorts of things, but it is just a reminder that this is an important thing to think about now because we don't have all the tools yet. This is just yeah. one of many tools yeah. that we have. Okay. Uh, next up, let me see if there's any other questions. Um, I recently tried Melix's context, contactless IR sensors, and it did work with Arduino, even though I forgot to have 10K resistors. Does the Arduino have built-in pull-ups resistors in it? Um, sort of. They fake it with the internal pull-ups, but they're not very good, and we don't recommend them. You should always have external ones. Okay. Um, okay. If you get the mask-making machine, is something you'll be able to produce in the long term? Yes, absolutely. Um, so this would be something that we would make forever because uh, here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, I think Lady Eight is the smartest person in the world, and we, we've been looking at the trends and the numbers. We prepared for a lot of this starting in January just because of what the numbers look like this was trending towards. Yeah. It looks like we're going to be in this different version of work for a while. Um, all of New York is going to need millions of masks for a very long time. So we would like to help with that effort. I don't think we should rely on a supply chain in another country. Yeah. I think we should have some local production capability. Um, we can manufacture in New York City with our pick-and-place machines in our oven because we made some smart decisions. When it was impossible to get boards Most people would made, say, why are you manufacturing in the U.S.? And it's like, yeah. well, you want the fast lead, you want well, to, you know, turn around I'll, I'll put it this way. There's people that needed mission-critical components for their uh, ventilators that they were getting FDA fast-tracked, we were running boards. We yeah. are running boards. We're going to be running boards. It would take too long to send it to China and back. And so I really think that having 
production locally in New York City for Mass Matters. And every, so we started this, you know, a couple months ago, getting the quotes, getting everything, and everyone's like, oh, you know, whatever, not going to need it, not going to need it, not going to need it. Today, you have to wear a mask outside. Yeah. You have to. If you go into a grocery store, you have to. And there's going to be some people who don't like that, but that's okay. No one likes this. No one wants to do this. You want to get over this as fast as possible, and this is the way to do that. If you don't like this, help. And help means either staying in or when you go out, wear a mask. That's it. Yes. And I, and I have a and I have a very specific poster to remind yes. everybody that. <laughs> you made a mask. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. All right. Let's see what other questions we got. Um, yeah. Oh, thanks, Dan. Yeah, Dan's like, hey, local productions can help out a lot. Yeah, um, it does. Uh, I'll tell you when, when local production helped out a lot. So there was engineers that needed an oscilloscope. We don't make the oscilloscope, but we stock it. We had it locally. Yeah. There's a lot of components. Temperature sensors, uh, pressure sensors. They needed 1,000. We had them there. Didn't have to wait six to eight weeks. Didn't have to wait six to nine months. Um, we did another run right here in New York City. Um, what they're doing with, with the ventilators, eventually the prototype gets to a certain point, yeah. and they do what's called a pig test. It is what you imagine. They intubate a pig. If the pig lives, guess what? Your ventilator worked. Yay. So, the, so, so our stuff was in uh, at least a couple of these tests. The pig lived. Yay! Yay, pig! Go pig! Um, terrible day the pig had. I know. Well, but, it's um, it's sedated. It might not remember. Yeah, but this is this is how it works. With a sore pig this is how it works. Okay. Um, let me see if there's any other questions before we do. Uh, do do do. Um, Yes, we will absolutely make masks with NeoPixel and Featherwing uh, ports. That's right. Um, and now we have Ma Martha the Mask Maker. That's good. First there was Rosie the River, and now we have Martha the Mask Maker. And uh, as Mr. Certainly said, when this slows down, hopefully sooner or later, then 95 masks uh, heavily using construction trades, they'll never go out of style. Yeah. That's right. And, you know, here's the thing. We've done things to our planet where, where there's wildfires. There's, there's uh, encroachment into natural territories or we're taking animals yeah. out of their habitat and they're getting stressed out and they're making crazy viruses that yeah. are killing us. <laughs> so we're probably going to need masks for a while. I don't think there's, will ever, I think people are all going to want N95. I mean, everyone's yeah. going to keep them Yeah, and I, around. I used to live in Asia and when you get sick, the smart and kind thing to do is you wear a mask if you have to go out in public so that way you're not getting other people sick. You know what would be great? Let's get rid of the seasonal flu. We can do it. We could. We could do it. But we'd so. have to care about it. Okay. Um, I think that's all of the questions that we have for tonight. Mm, pig questions. Yeah. And I think that's it. Okay. All right. Yay, um, pigs. We, yeah. So that's our show for tonight, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you, pigs. Um, yes, thank you for the pigs who made the ultimate sacrifice to test these ventilators. Um, thank you, uh, again, to all the healthcare professionals that are out there. Um, when you walk around New York City, like I said, the... Um, the outpouring of support for them. Um, you know, every day there's this 7 p.m. clap that people are doing. You can look on the sidewalks outside the hospital. There's um, there's a lot of support. I hope they feel the vibes um, from all of us at Adafruit. Um, I want to thank our employees, and I want to thank our remote team members and all the people that work with us. Um, thank you. Um, all of your smart, hard work over the years allowed us to do what we're doing right now to weather the storm. So um, we didn't have to change what we did because of this, um, we're fighting it, we're taking care of everyone, and there's a path that we're on, and we will get through it. So thank you, everyone, who's picking up gift certificates and more. Um, please take care of your local city and state and wherever you're at. But if you still want to do something cool, gift certificates are right when to do it. Um, we'll be here next week starting at 7 p.m. We get streamed and live shows all week. And then 8 p.m., Ask an Engineer. 
Um, and tomorrow's uh, JP's show. Tomorrow's JP show. Maybe a stream on Friday. Yeah. Maybe a desk of Lady Ada. Yeah. Tune in. We'll have a desk of Lady Ada either tomorrow night or Friday, and uh, or Saturday, uh, or whatever day this one big long couple of months is called. Um, we uh, hope everybody stays safe. Uh, please continue to do all the things. The sooner we all do the things we're supposed to do, the sooner we can start to go back. So we'll see everybody next week. Thanks, everybody. Here is your moment of Zener. Bye.